Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 45. Coping with change. Coping I with hate change. change. I hate it. Yeah, you're not a fan. With all, Do you like change? I don't I, know anybody I don't. Goes. Well, we'll get into this in a second, but I don't think anybody loves change, but I do think there are some people who cope have adapted and cope with it much better than others. Yeah. And I'll, and some people have it's change you can't control. Traumatic that events hate. that have happened in their past too that that fuel that. So true. I don't want to like poop on anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> I think change that you can't you're not in charge of is the hard change. Obviously. Oh, for sure. But speaking of change, we have an infant. Oh man, we got a lot going on in the infant department. <laughs> we do. That's She's why doing so good. We missed a week last week, which uh, we were no. okay with. We've said publicly we're okay with that. But this, so this is the fourth time we've set up to record this podcast. Yes, I was beyond frustrated earlier this week. Not at you, just at like we could not get thirty minutes to no. have a red light and record. It just drove me crazy. But. Well, and. It, you, if you don't do a podcast on any kind of regular basis, you wouldn't know this. But it, it's a tremendous... We don't have a podcast studio. So we set all this up. Yeah. We move... We do it in our living room. So we move all the furniture. You got to set up mics. You set up lights. You set up a camera because of YouTube. You got all kinds of stuff that's going on. Yeah. It's a lot of work. But so anyways, we're sorry we missed last week. Pepper kind of just hijacked it. But... Yeah. What she did not hijack is our Christmas spirit because we took her last weekend when we were in Georgia to visiting my family for Thanksgiving. We took her to see Santa, and I was so excited. Yeah, so we took her. We took her to two Santas. The first Santa was great and kind and all the things, but it was a COVID-friendly Santa, which again we were okay with. But we had to sit like you know four feet in front of him, and she's so tiny. It was like you know. it and just we, felt and we like had we were in a facade. In yeah, we were in it. It'd be different if we could just set her up on this, whatever. But anyway, so we were not planning on being on, in that picture. And then the next day, we uh, went to this really cute mall. It's in Alfreda, Georgia. It's called the Avalon. And it's got like this Santa cottage. And I had looked for reservations for how long? I mean, I, I was checking every day. I was like, oh, please, they'll be, they'll be opening. They'll be an opening. No, it was sold out. Um, and so we get there and I had brought Pepper's like Santa outfit just in case. And mind you, it was red velvet bell bottoms with white fur on the ends <laughs> and this like roughly shoulder shirt. Anyway, she looked adorable. And so Pete went up to the elf. She wasn't an elf, <laughs> dressed like an elf. Um, <laughs> I negotiated with the elves. Working at the front. And he's like, hey, we have a four-month-old. She doesn't have like a long list to talk to Santa about. We can literally get a picture and get out if you guys have any room. She's like, okay, that's fine. So we so literally... squeezed us in. Squeezed us in. Pepper's kind of like nearing her fussy stage because she we didn't expect her to be seeing Santa, right? So it's probably 50 degrees outside. I'm changing Pepper's outfit. I feel like the worst mom ever. It's like freezing and I'm putting all this new clothes on her, get her done. And she starts getting fussy. I'm like, no, I don't want her to have like a pouty face to see Santa. So you gave her a bottle. So I gave her some milk and we walked in and they're like, all right, let's go. Like it was as soon as they said it's ready, we had to go. So I couldn't like pick her up burper for a long time, put her on Santa's lap and um, we get one picture and then they're like, get her to look up at Santa. And so I'm over there. I was like, Pepper, Pepper. She turns to Santa and vomits <laughs> all over Santa. She completely vomited on Santa. Oh, I mean, 
all over, down to his boots. I was so embarrassed. No, you know, another reason I was embarrassed, I looked back at all my family and Pete and I'm like looking for help <laughs> and they're all hiding. They're like against the wall. Like, oh, that's not our baby. Like I didn't know what to do. I like, know, but I I'm sitting there with a burp cloth, me wiping Santa's belly and then wiping Santa's leg and then wiping his boots. I my got, mom jumped I got, in and helped with the boots. I did get lots of pictures of oh them cleaning gosh. Santa's boots. and So embarrassing. So anyways, that's our first Santa story and that is a lot of change for me because I'm a people pleaser and I wanted to crawl it's a great into story. a hole and It is die. a great story. It, it made it an adventure. Like if we'd have just got a normal picture with Santa <laughs> and that was it, like, yeah, sure, you know, make an ornament out of it or whatever. But now we have an experience. And we even begged to go in there like, oh, I felt so bad. Anyways, the worst. So yeah. that was our lovely Santa experience. It's a new tradition. <laughs> to vomit on Santa. Speaking of tradition, that's why I wanted to talk about change, actually, because this time of year I mean, is kind of the time of year where we're all about traditions, right? Yeah. You know, And traditions, by the very nature, <laughs> means that you're doing what you did last year. Again, In the year before, or the, the year, year before, yeah. year before, right? So it's it's about a lack of change, and that, and that's part of what mm-hmm. we like traditions. They tie us to certain memories and all that. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that especially this time of year, but but all year round, right? There there's constant change that's happening, and uh, there, there is something inside of us that often wants to kind of reach back to the past and and you know, just hold on to it. Mm-hmm. We don't want it to change. Yeah. And so I thought this would be a really good time of year to talk a little bit about change and what that looks like. And not just in holidays, but just in life. In life. Yeah. Because we we all have this. We have it in relationships. We have it in work. You have it in finances. You have it, this, this, things aren't how they were. They're, it's, it's always changing. We get to keep starting over. Lives change. Some, sometimes quickly, but usually it's slowly. Yeah, that these changes happen, and but but that's okay because listen, when nothing new can get in, that's death. Yeah, right. When when oxygen can't find a way in, you die. But at the same time, new is often scary, and it can be disappointing, and it can be confusing because we had this all figured out, and now we don't. Mm-hmm. Right, and so it brings up all kinds of insecurities. Change is always a form of loss and loss is always a form of change. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So even even if your change is a good change, there's still a form of loss there. Mm. So let's take our lives right now mm-hmm. with Pepper. We've got this baby. I mean something we wanted, right? We oh, prayed yeah. for. Like what a gift. But it's change, mm-hmm. tremendous amount of change. So therefore, with that change, it is a form of loss. Mm-hmm. There, there is a, there is a lifestyle we had. Yeah, there is a rhythm we had that's lost. Yeah, it's good. We're so grateful for it, but but there's change there, right? Yeah. And there's yeah. other. I mean, what do you, what are some of the most significant changes you've had to go through in your life? Um, I think probably, obviously, the most like uh, traumatic's not the word, but the hardest was. Um, getting a divorce, not because like in this, you know, like this or don't like this, I don't really care because this is my life and it was exactly what needed to happen. But, um, 
I, when I got a divorce, I lost the perception of perfection Hmm. or the perception of I've got all this figured out, or I'm gonna, you know, have the storybook life that I would have written when I was little. So it's like, I lost something that I needed to lose, right? Like I needed to end that toxic relationship, but I like, it still was hard, right? Like it's, it was a good thing in my mind. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting. What you just said is a, you, what you lost in that was perception. I had, I wouldn't have thought of that as a, as oh, lost, yeah. but yeah, that's a, that's a huge loss. Or like your own expectations you for your life. Like, I think that's a huge thing is us disappointing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like I hate disappointing people. I would rather you be mad at me than disappointed in me. But like, I think disappointing yourself is the hardest. Cause it's like, you have to answer to yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's, yep. that's really hard. So I think divorce and obviously pepper it's, it was more like, an identity that I had to die to. Yeah. Like I, I died to the woman who could, you know, work and be really, you know, diligent in her work and go exercise and go do this whenever with friends. You wanted whenever to. I wanted to go see family when I wanted to, like, I just, I, I, all I can do right now is just pray that I get in 30 minutes to exercise today. Mm-hmm. Right. And that doesn't happen all the time. So anyway, I think that was, that's another big one. What about you? Yeah. Um, I would say job change has been tough for me, mm-hmm. uh, probably because most of my life I didn't have much change. I mean, no, you most, did one thing. Yeah. Even if you changed where you did it, it yeah, was but one only thing. even did that really once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, in the past couple of years, I've had a couple of different jobs. Right now, I have two or three, <laughs> but yeah, three. But you know, it's again, they were good changes, changes that need to happen. Um, but there was a loss there. There's a loss of relationships that happens mm-hmm. when you change careers or change jobs. There's, um, again, there's a, it brings up those insecurities because I, I used to know how to do this. I've done this for so long. And now all of a sudden I'm having to do something else. And am I, I going to be able to do it well? Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, again, I, with every change, change is a form of loss. Isn't it funny how, I think it's how you perceive change and what kind of change impacts you really is dependent on your personality. Like we're both threes on the Enneagrams. We're perfectionists, we're performers. Yep. And both of us said it was perception or an identity thing Yep. that really shook us to the core where other people, it could be, you know, I moved away from my friends or, you know, yeah. there's just so, it's really interesting to see how people perceive change so differently. Yeah, they do. And it, like, there's someone I do some work with and, uh, her mother uh, passed away when she was very young, uh, teenager, and it, that obviously changed everything in her life. Mm-hmm. Right, it changed all the family dynamics, her roles, her responsibilities. Yeah, everything changed, and and now whenever she has change, it comes with a mm. visceral reaction because she often ties that back to that big change moment in her life. Mm. So, do you feel like? if that first change is healed, like that trauma that kind of comes along help. that, it doesn't impact as much down the road yeah, with the it, dominoes. It will help. But her her gut reaction to change right now is that it's always bad. Yeah. Any change is bad mm. because that's what she is, associates mm. back. So, I, again, I say that because I think we have to understand we're all coming from different places. Sure. And and some people might have an easier road when it comes to dealing with it. But again, the, the thing with change is it, when things change, they're not what they used to be, right? They're now different. And I think that, that for the most part, people 
respond to change in one of two ways. There's two like main reactions. Mm-hmm. The first one is you want to dig in and close down. Yeah. And if this is you, you resist the change and demand what was lost, right, be returned. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't good, you would just want to go back to the way that it was. Energetically, it's this desperate desire to retrieve what was. Which is a backwards energy. Yeah, just make it the way it used to be. Bring back those days. It's a, it's a, it's a reaching back constantly reaching back yeah so it's like if you're if you're living like that i guess you're just kind of living bitter right i don't know yeah i'm trying to put myself in those shoes of trying to like reach back and and bring something that because it's it's such a suffocating feeling because you can't yep so that's i mean that's that's one way right you're gonna dig in you're gonna close down the other response is an opening up and it's the assumption that there's something new here and we'll find our way into the newness it's a completely different perspective, right? That maybe this new is needed. While it might be uncomfortable, I think that it's needed. That even though the newness might be scary, it might be confusing, ultimately new is life. I feel like I'm in between those two. Like In between digging, closed down, and opening up? Yeah, because when I see change, I'm not like, yes, good morning, change. I want it all in my life. Like I, I think I miss it, but I also... I, don't, I know it's not coming back, right? So it's like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'm all I'm on one side or the other with that. Do you? Um, I think. Are you talking about for me or for you? What for I yourself? About you? <laughs> um, I, it depends on the change, and a, a lot of it has to do. My initial reaction often has to do with whether or not I'm in control of the change. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in control sure. of the change, I think I I move into the opening up much sooner. Yeah. If I'm not in control of the change, the dig in and close down can be my initial reaction mm-hmm. with a goal of moving towards, you know, moving towards opening up. And because I am, I, I'm really, I'm working hard these days that with every single new page to live with that second response. You know, this idea, I've said this a lot this year, life is happening for me, not to me. Mm-hmm. And so when the change happens, instead of immediately going to, oh, this is bad, this is negative, things aren't going to be the way they used to be. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, oh, change is life. Change is life. New is life. Right. Yeah. And there, there's an there's an opening up. There's a this is happening for me. It's not happening to me. Don't you think it's okay though to still to grieve the change? Sure. Like I feel like there's some Absolutely. health in that instead of just like moving on. It's all okay. Like I feel like there it's okay to have some grief. Obviously, elongated grief is not healthy. But I don't know. I just feel like sometimes yeah. you have to mourn that. Well, there's typically what there is. There's these four stages of reacting to change, right? So stage one would be shock and disorientation. I was thinking about this uh, today. This time of year, I always think at Christmas time, I think a lot about the story of Mary and mm-hmm. how her life, you talk about change, is turned upside down, right? Yeah. So that initial response, there's a shock, there's a disorientation. This is not the way I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Really, are we expecting the change, right? Then the second stage is anger and other emotional responses. So, mm-hmm. you know, after the shock and disorientation, there can be bitterness, there can be resentment. There could be guilt if you think you somehow caused this change and you didn't want it. Mm-hmm. Stage three would be coming to terms with the with the new normal, right? So stage three is where you do start to kind of open up and you start to kind of play around in your mind with what are the potential things that could happen, that could yeah. be good, that come along with this change, even if I didn't initially want it. Mm-hmm. And then stage four is that acceptance and moving forward. Now, you asked about bitterness earlier. I think where bitterness comes, if, when, when you think about a, a person who's just perpetually bitter, they get stuck in stage two. Mm. Which is? Anger and other emotional responses. Yeah. 
they get stuck there and they, and they, they can't move they past don't it. move past it they that, uh, essentially that's what resentment is right it's to feel over and over and over again mm. and instead of feeling coming and then fading and so what you hope is no matter what your initial reaction is, that you're moving through those stages of change. Resentful people are always holding on to things that hurt them. That's so interesting. Because resent, resentment, it, that essentially t- to me tells me resentment is intentional. Like, I don't know of any emotion that is just everlasting. Besides, right. like, you, you, have to, you have to fuel one of those things. Yeah. Like, Joy is not everlasting. Anger is not everlasting. But bitterness, like it means you're intentionally choosing, whether you like to admit it or not. I'm choosing to feel this way. I'm choosing, I'm choosing not to, to grow. reach back and I'm try choosing, to change yeah. what I can't change. Yeah. And that's you know, it's like I th- I think about this sometimes. Mm. Uh, like I, I love building fires, especially out at the farm. And you know, even like the next morning, often there's you know when you do a big fire, there's pieces still kind of yeah. And uh, this has happened so many times. I'm kind of cleaning up around the fire in the morning. I pick up you know a stick that's hot that I don't realize you Mm -hmm. know, and instantly you you feel that pain. You just throw that stick out, right? But resentment is like picking up a burning piece of wood, a smoldering piece of wood, and just refusing to let go of it. Which sounds insane when you put it like that, you know. But we all struggle with. And if you confronted a person that is resentful, they'd be like, no, I don't choose this. This happened to me. I didn't want this change. Mm -hmm. But they, but they, what they are choosing is to relive it, to continue to reach back, to not open up to the fact that maybe along with this change, along with this newness, there, there's a form of life. Mm -hmm. And so to your point, you got to give people time to move through these stages. Mm -hmm. You know, the anger and emotional responses, that's very normal. But at some point you got to move on, and and what I have found is that it's not a linear process, right? You don't you don't spend an equal amount of time in stage one, two, three, and four. Right. Everybody moves through these stages in different ways. Sometimes you move too quickly, and then you know you you're, you think you're coming to terms with the new normal, which is stage three, and you go revert back mm-hmm. to stage two. Yeah. So it it you know that the way that we you know, kind of deal with this change is different for all of us. And these stages are, are very different, but you know, again, it's, it's rarely linear. It's kind of all over the map, but kind of knowing those stages and knowing where you are. It's helpful. It, yeah. It's it gives you helpful. kind of a map like, yep. okay, here, this is where I'm at and this is where I want to go. Yep. Besides just living, living in this despair, you know? Yeah. And when you get to that place with change, again, you, you got to make that choice. How long am I going to, you know, dig in and close down and resist the change and demand that things go back to the way that were? And when am I going to move into this opening up, this assumption that there's something new here and I'm going to find my way into the newness? It's just a mm-hmm. completely different way of looking at life and embracing the changes that that come along. And again, at this time of year, when people have such strong ties to the past and wanting to recreate certain moments and again most of us do this we always look back and we make those moments a lot more joyful and grand than they actually were it's so easy to to do that in your mind but this is a tough time of year i think for a lot of people to to kind of uh, wrestle with that change yeah for sure i think and i think it's kind of a I would say it's like the tip of the intensity iceberg, <laughs> like holidays, like the big stuff is, is where it really, and holidays bring it out. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Like say you're going through a divorce, 
holidays make it 10 times harder. Say you have a baby and holidays make it harder because you don't have your routines. And I don't know. I just, I think holidays just amplify things in great ways, but also in the, in the other ways. So I like that. I need, I need that because I hate change. I hate, I love, I love the change that we're in. I'm going to say that, but yeah. I hate other, I hate other change. And I'm I, bad at and it. Again, I think you're with the vast majority of people. The question is how long do you hate it? Like how long yeah. do you resist it? Sure. And do you get stuck well, in the, in the pattern of resenting the new? Yeah. It's exciting to me to think about the change shift in mindset that you just mentioned, like how energetic and like, I don't know, life giving that would be to see change as opportunity instead of an obstacle to growth. I just, I don't know. It's, it's again, it's one of those intentional things you have to shift your mind, which is very hard. And I think it would take a lot of practice, but it's really, it seems like an exciting shift if we can all do that. Yeah. And I, again, at this time of year, thinking about the story of Mary, uh, and that, you know, I, I know not everyone listens to this it comes from the Christian tradition, but that Christian tradition of Mary being told this news of the birth of Jesus and which is going to turn her life upside down. But you can literally in scripture see her move through those mm-hmm, stages mm-hmm. to embracing this new of, wow, this is not what I expected. This is not the way. Not my plan. But she gets to that, that famous line where yeah. she says, but let, let it be. Let it let it be as you have said. Mm. And it's this it's this trust. It's this surrender. I love that. that there's going to be something new here. Let it be. Let it be. I love that. Let it be. That's a that's a good thing to live by in general. Yep. Like let it be. I'm embrace. Live live with what exists now. It's an embracing of the yeah. new of the different. That's good. Well, if you guys like that. <laughs> Please subscribe, share um, our podcast. That's really helpful to us. Um, we also sometimes have people email in asking for certain topics. Um, we can't always cover all of them, but if you have anything that you'd like us to talk about, we would be happy to kind of take those requests. Um, and then do you want to talk about our your, your new course coming out? Oh, it's our new course. Our new course. Well, yeah. you're the mind behind it. I'm just putting it all together. Yeah, it's called Gold Getter. I'm really excited about it. I really can't make any specific announcements. Yes. But it's coming. Goal getter instead of a go getter. You're a goal getter, but it's going to be in time for the new year when we're all setting and chasing after our big dreams and goals. You did a different version of that this year yeah, with a Dream great Man. group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very, we, we did it intentionally to have it kind of a small group of people. Um, and you did it over the course of a year, but this is going to be an opportunity and an option to buy a course that you can consume on your own time. Um, if you do it weekly, it'd be about a six week course. So. Um, with other options of group coaching and all that. So yeah, I, I love it. Excited. And that's good change, right? Because that's good change. we're talking about setting goals and uh, I'm a, I'm a big believer in the importance of goals. And I, I just feel like there's no reason that we all can't, you know, strive to make 2022 the best year yeah. of our life and accomplish some really big things. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think your dreams are and goals are too important to be left to chance. Yeah. So that's why we created this program, yeah. essentially. And you're really gifted at at um, practically helping people take those steps. Because, to, and I told you this before you even started this program last year. I was like, Pete, I, I just don't know. Like, how can you walk? 30 different people with 30 different dreams and goals down a path that all will lead to progress. And you really did. You did an incredible job and great exercises and worksheets and like the teachings are so good. So I don't know. I'm really excited about it. Um, I think we all need to put ourselves first every once in a while. And that means putting our goals and your dreams first. Um, So I'm really excited. We'll, we'll announce more about that very, very soon. Maybe even next week. 
<laughs> maybe next week. He's saying that to me because I still have so much work to do on it. I'm um, publicly setting a goal for her. It's all done. It's just all the technology and everything putting it together, yeah. which is on me. So I also have a newborn. I don't know if y'all know this, but <laughs> you got a lot going on. I got on. a lot going on. But a lot anyway, of change. I'm excited. I'm excited. Embracing it all. Yes. Embracing it all. All right. Well, that was a good talk. Good talk. It's good talk. I like it. Yeah, me too. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll talk next week. <laughs>